You are now listening to Wave Sound. Welcome to another members-only presentation of Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History, and today we have Andre Uncut in the building. What Welcome up, sir. what up, everybody? What up? How you doing? Thank you for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you and uh, appreciate the time you took to, you know, come here and talk about your career a bit because I uh, wanted to get that to the audience and, um, you know, just talk to you about it in general. So I want to go ahead and hop straight into it and have, first and foremost, let everybody know who you are, what you do. I'm Andre Uncut. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Uh, I do photography and videography at the same time. And I'm just a full, like, all-around creative. Oh. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right. So, Andre Uncut, where does the story start for you? Like... When did you first pick up a camera? When, what were the first images that inspired you? How far does the story go back? Um, it really goes back to me watching music videos. And like, you know, uh, my aunt, she would like introduce me to all these music videos like Backstreet Boys, even like BET, things like that. She was watching a lot of the pop culture at mm -hmm. the time. It was even a, a point in a kindergarten I brought a, uh, show and tell videotape okay. of music videos <laughs> oh dope dope like i don't know what it was some explicit ones like genuine and stuff like that but you know that's what i like that's what i was used to so watching movies at the time too i wanted to do movies from the beginning of time then i got into music videos and then i did a uh, photography eventually but everything okay. goes back to my childhood right there okay cool what were some um early movies that inspired your work uh good question i would have to say warriors okay um you know spike lee movies of course Brooklyn. right right straight out of brooklyn that's another one too mm -hmm. new jersey drive things like that like things that i saw on tv like black stars especially mm -hmm. like introduced me more to movies that i've never seen because that was the only station on TV at the time, I played black movies. That was rare. TNT, CBS right. wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. So, Black Stars, shout out to them. They was doing that. Yeah. Okay, so moving forward, um, tell me about the time around the first time you started to think about photography and how that journey uh, led to you picking up a camera, actually picking up a camera. Well, I was in high school at the time and everybody was. Uh, taking like photography a lot and i was into music videos at the time but every time i see like people's photos it was just like it was boring with no story to it mm -hmm. and this is before me even discovering like older photographers but just at that moment nobody was doing anything that i like to see so i brought it upon myself to just you know emulate what i saw on music videos to pictures mm -hmm. so like old school you know lighting and everything like that and you know the glasses with the heart on the side of chloe glasses 
just set all that up, that whole scene, and just bring it into one still moment. And that was that. Word. So I just ran and, with that. And you spoke about um, older photographers. Who mm-hmm. who were the uh, some of your earlier influences? Um, Jamil GS, uh, Eric Johnson, Jamil Shabazz, Baron Claiborne, Mark mm-hmm. Baptiste. There's just so many names. Even John Demanion. Mm-hmm. There was so many that I like. I watched during like looking at Vibe magazines back in the day, but I didn't know their name. You know, mm-hmm. I was young. I was just looking at pictures. Even Word Up magazine, I used to see those certain pictures too. And a lot of those old photographers are still doing what they're doing today, thankfully, and they're keeping that that whole momentum going. Yeah. So your current style is very vintage. Um, and I'm curious to know if it started that way or if it kind of grew into that. Like, I know you said you spoke on, um, you know, music videos being a very large influence, but, uh, you know, everybody doesn't always start kind of with the aesthetic that they want to get to. They kind of got to start at a different place and and work their way up. I was kind of going for like an artful approach at first. Mm -hmm like very uh like a lot of shapes and just weird stuff and then like that was like a few months doing that and then i started doing the old school stuff mm. and i, I kind of ran with it because i just kept doing it that's what i like to see and i just know so many people and i was just like picking all these heels that i knew and mm. putting them into that time period that's what i was doing so so it really started out from the beginning yeah i just kept going when i was you know what I know at that time. Word. Now, I'm curious because, you know, we live in a very nostalgic era, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, um, you know, it hasn't hasn't always been like that. So um, I'm sure that your work is much more appreciated than it was at the time that you mm-hmm. first started doing it. So I'm kind of curious to know, uh, sort of the reaction that you got from people when you first started putting your work out? Like, were they confused about the direction you were taking or confused? A lot of people, uh, they loved it, but some, yeah, definitely didn't know. Mm-hmm. I did do a transition at one point and I didn't do the 90s that much. I did kind of like 1950s, 1970s. Mm-hmm. And people weren't really feeling that, but I still loved it anyway, so I kept going. What was but, what was the reason behind that? Um, that's what I liked, you know. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Like, you know, I like nostalgic stuff. Just anything 20th century was a great time. Because it literally started what we live into like live, live today in like the entertainment we like. Right. Started from the 1900s. The music that we like started from 1900s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you really look at it now, 1990s is not 1990s, 1900s. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's crazy. Think about it. Yeah, it's the last of that decade. I mean, that century. So, right. so that was that. Yeah, but was- um, yeah, it's just people's reactions. Um, uh, I remember somebody seeing me at Afropunk and saying, "Oh, you need to bring back those uh those lip syncing videos, like the music videos." Mm. And I stopped for a reason because you know growth is growth. You know, right. I started getting advanced into my work, like doing ad work and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Just I'm so versatile what I do is that, you know, I just master 
that form of you know of that photography you know do you do you think that um you allow people to influence your work especially now more so when you're getting booked for certain you know um like you said ads and and more professional shoots um with when it comes to those kind of type of works um it's like a second nature Mm -hmm. i don't really look at inspiration stuff for that i just do it in a way but um i'm still doing my type of work you know the whole nostalgic thing and I still look back at magazines as inspirations and books, like prints and everything like that. So, yeah. And you, um, like your style is very specific. So yeah. it's not it's not hard to like pinpoint what no. an Andre uncut photo or video looks like. It's to the point. How how do you combat uh? you know, people out there who might be inspired by what you're doing. I'm trying to put this nicely, but how, how do you combat like people who might be inspired by what you're doing and they try to like hop into that lane or whatever? Um, like? With that is they can, you know, be inspired and everything, but understanding is the main point of it. Right, right. And if you don't understand what you're doing, you're going to crash and burn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to find your niche and keep to that. Find yourself with, with your work. You know what I'm saying? Just like rapping. Mm-hmm. A rapper could, you know, copy another rapper's flow, but eventually they'll find their flow after a while. Right. So, yeah, I don't, I don't care for it. I just, you know, as long as they understand what they're doing. Word. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, now, being a photographer, you know, you can pick whatever subject you want and you choose to you choose to focus on people models um i feel like i don't really get to have this conversation a lot with photographers but speak on your uh experience and sort of relationship building experiences um with models and like how that how those relationship goes and how do you maintain and you know even um establish new relationships with models Mm -hmm. Um, most of them are my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, some, most of them reach out to me too. I used to just like reach out to people at first and now it's like, they reach out to me, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, people that I hang out with who are comfortable. That's the thing with me. I don't just shoot right away. Like, Hey, let's shoot. Mm-hmm. I have to hang out with you and stuff. So like, fill you out, see how you understand what I'm trying to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the way main part too. Like if you don't understand what's going on, the history of the nineties and how the woman dressed and everything like that, then it can't work. How do you uh deal with difficult models on set or like people who don't necessarily understand the vision? Like, do you move on or do you try to like push the idea like, yo, trust me, this is gonna come out great? And um yeah. I try my best <laughs> to uh <laughs> to help out, but sometimes if you don't know, you just don't know. And you know, sometimes it's a it's a miss, sometimes it's a hit. Um, but I try my best, honestly. Like I guide them, direct them the best way I can, and sometimes it comes out great. 
Um, word. That's a that's a good answer. Good response. Yeah, um, I know these are short answers. No, no, no. You're good. No, I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, like, I'm not like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't bother me at all because you you're getting straight to the point. Yeah, like, to the point. Yeah, like I'm so, not gonna really like go in like you know. No, I, I completely understand. About, like, yeah. No, I, I completely understand. It's um, it's it's all good. I'm just like it's just it's just interesting because you know like it's it's kind of like your work lives in its own world. Yeah. So I kind of like I'm just curious like what that world is like, and um, you know, kind of just paint a picture for the audience of like what the world of Andre and Cut is like um, in yeah. terms of fashion and events and things like this. What what fills it up? Oh, I, I said, um, what, what like fills your world up? So like in terms of fashion and uh, music and like, you know, different events like that, what are some things that you sort of indulge in and subscribe to uh, specifically mm. to keep your inspiration up? Honestly, music. Mm-hmm. Music is the main point of what I do. When I listen to things, I get into that time period of what, it is, you know, I vision it a lot of, you know, even photos or even seeing myself in that time. So, um, but yeah, a lot of events and stuff, I don't, that's just regular life for me, you know. Right. <laughs> it doesn't really inspire me. Life, like life itself doesn't really inspire me. Like, you know, I just live it. But when I get home and I listen to music, that's when I'm in my own world. So, so you wouldn't really consider yourself, um, a super collaborative artist you you work mostly on your own to to create that vision on your own most of the time yes i do collaborate with a few people a lot the same models and things like that because they they just understand and they know what i want and they know what that time period is about if i tell them 99 they'll come right with the 99 vibe you know or if it's 2003 they'll come with the 2003 vibe right so that's how it is yeah yeah can't uh, really explain it what about your what about your relationship with fashion you know because mm-hmm. you know um with your work you you have to you have to move backwards in time so yeah. it's not just about catching um you know or developing an aesthetic specifically you also have to make sure that the they're wearing the things that yeah. you know reflect the time that's, period that's, that's all part of it you know knowing what was there at that time, like her jersey dress mm-hmm. mixed with uptowns and stuff like, you know, mm-hmm. bubbles in the hair, pigtails. That was a look. Then compared to a, like, you know, a club look, you had Manolo's and Versace and, and Moschino and things like that. It was all around us in New York, especially in New York. Mm-hmm. We had boosters, we had low life. Mm-hmm. Everybody was into fashion some way, somehow. So it was around you and you've seen how to put it together. You don't look in fashion books, you've just seen it around you. That's so a fact. That, was that, that is a fact. I didn't open a fashion book until I was an adult. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, be looking at that, but be really looking around us about how the men wore the Versace shades with the Gucci loafers mm-hmm. and their suits and everything like that. And the women, you know, they were going crazy with their with the stuff they wore. Uh, Little Kim, especially, big inspiration. 
But if it wasn't for Misa Hilton making her look, <laughs> it would have been, you know. But even Lil' Kim, she knew how to dress because she was hanging around the boosters and stuff like that. Right. But Misa really took it up not To the next level, yeah. Yeah. Not even looking at fashion books for her, too. Like, she just knew how to put it together because she's, you know, mm-hmm. she'd be around. Right. She sees the inspiration around. She is the inspiration. So that's how it was with that. Right. So let's let's get into um, some of your success, right? Because you you get into photography, then you develop a specific style and that draws attention. Um, I'm curious to know, when do you start seeing like big success? Because, you know, you I'm sure that you were like consistently booked for a while. And then, you know, there's always going to be a major hit or a major break. Um, and I'm kind of curious to know when that came along. Um, it's a good question. Let me go back into memory real quick. <laughs> um, I think the success for me is when everybody started to know my name internationally. Mm. I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, be from Brazil, follow me a lot. London people knew me and all this type of stuff. And then, you know, of course, the checks reflect too. Right. <laughs> it's got bigger. Things were, you know, getting out of hand. But not not going to lie to you. So last year, that's when really things went. Oh, wow. Uh, went kind of crazy. Like this, I'm starting to get campaigns more and things like that. Like I'm in there. But right. before that, I was trying to make people recognize that I could do those type of things. And they just took one chance and, you know, me and my friends doing what we have to do now. So that's very dope. Um, yeah. So you said, you said that, uh, you said last year was when everything started coming together. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been living through sort of a great deal of uh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pandemic. just cur- I'm curious to know how or if at all did the uh, pandemic you know affect your creative process or how it that definitely it definitely did mm-hmm. you know shout out to unemployment um, <laughs> help me a lot gave me a second chance at success in a way because I got my dream camera you know mm-hmm. I started hanging out with my best friends now Wafu Solo Angelica and um. You know, things just happened. It's not something I like was looking to do. I just met these people, you know, we just started hanging out. I got my camera right. I just started shooting the things that I wanted to shoot. Got backdrops done, everything like that. And the pandemic kind of isolated people. And it showed who really had talent especially Word. during the quarantine. <laughs> Word. Who was really going to come out and be creative, you know? And it pushed a lot of um, companies to hire Black people at that. It's and I've noticed true. that. Because nobody was looking my way at all, I'll tell you that, until 2021. That's when things changed. So you just okay. got to keep going. That's what I kind of tell people, you know? As many times I wanted to give up, but so keep going at it for real. So what do you um 
you know, as you become a larger influence in your field and in the industry in general, um, eventually you you will come across people who are um, a little bit earlier in their journey. So I'm curious to know what kind of advice you give to up and coming photographers or even photographers that you may be like that you might end up working with uh, directly. How do you how do you guide how do you guide those people? Um, I would have to say, just find somebody to learn under, and don't listen to what people say about your art. Just keep going. Word. Honestly, it's you know a lot of judgmental people out here too. They don't want to see you in a lot of things like that. But just mind your business. Honestly, <laughs> just do what you got to do. Yeah. Um. Even though if you don't have the money to. Cause you you know, Mike. <laughs> I, yeah. When I first met you, I didn't have no camera. <laughs> Word. I don't know if you remember that. And that was a long time ago. Yes, yeah, a long time. I had no <laughs> camera. I was trying to create, and Word. I had nothing to start out with. And you literally have to tell somebody how passionate you are, and things will just the blessings will come because you just have to call it to the universe. Yeah. When I met you, when I met you, I didn't even have podcasting on my mind. Like that was, that was like, (laughs) (laughs) um, that's dope though. Uh, so what is, what's this future mapped out for you? You know, cause like, I'm not like, I have cameras and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've had experience taking pictures, but I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a professional photographer. So I'm curious to know what does uh, the career of a photographer look like in terms of a success, a successful career, rather. Um, I'm looking to get into. Uh, you talking about for me or for anybody else? No, for you specifically. For me, oh yeah, yeah. I'm just looking to get into the art world right now, um, and also working with children. We're gonna do a book soon for children. Um, there's more exhibits, honestly, and just tapping into the art world because that's where, that's where the money I is. think my work, <laughs> it's not even, it's not even the money. I think my work is more on art, art form more than just regular photography in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to like show people what I can do. So it's going to be a, a kind of a transition into that, but still doing commercial work at the same time. So sure. yeah, I'm just going to, be outside yeah <laughs> that's dope um i'm curious to know about what you the kids thing real quick i just want to touch on that because yeah. um you know i'm very big on like kids of the future and things like yeah. that and creating for that dem- creating for younger mm-hmm. younger demographics in general so i'm curious to know how you came came to that idea or how you came up with that idea that you um, want to work with as a collector mm-hmm. i collect a lot of uh black history in a way like magazines and t-shirts and contact sheets and all type of stuff like mm-hmm. and a lot of people try to wipe out our history mm-hmm. and i'm trying to stop that from happening so i will try to just you know collect it and preserve it the best way i can absolutely in order for people to understand and to learn from that 
so for the children, yeah, I'm definitely trying to work with them and show them where we came from. Because a lot of people in the schools are not even teaching Black history like that anymore. That's a fact. And we need them people, to learn who they are. They don't know who they are anymore. Yeah, I think I think people so will be surprised. People yeah. will be surprised how much people aren't learning about Black history. The books are going off the shelves now. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of certain things, like you can't read certain books in school. Word. And there's so much history right there that they're just trying to wipe out. And you would think the pandemic would change everything it did. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's like this is all facts you're speaking. Um I think that I think where you I, I agree with what you said about um your art being leaning more towards art. Um your work leaning more towards uh being like an art form because you know, like when I the the aesthetic is so clean. And um, I could just, I could see your work like being in ex- exhibits and exhibitions and things like that. And I think that that's a, a really dope direction for you to move um, towards. And um, I just want you to speak finally for the last, uh, for, for our last point on, you know, any upcoming projects that people should be looking out for. Um, so I have a uh, exhibits coming up. Uh something I've been working on since 2015. Mm-hmm. It's a hair project um, about 50 Black women, 50 different hairstyles and their relationship with their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that coming up and also the book for children. Um, and just much more. I don't, I don't know. It's other surprises. I'm not going to say much, but yeah. Word. But Understandable. Definitely, yeah, definitely doing a lot right now. Hopefully more. And yeah, just out here in New York, that's where it's where it's all at. So I'm gonna do so. Definitely encourage people to just do what you gotta do. And don't think about it. Word. It's all about doing, not thinking. Definitely, it's all about doing. All right, brother. I appreciate you coming on to the show to speak a little, speak your mind a bit. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let you get out of here. But first, how about you plug your socials and anything Definitely. else you would like people to find you at? You can follow me at Andre Uncut, N-D-R-E-U-N-C-U-T, and also Twitter. I have a Twitter that I made for um, <laughs> history purposes. It's called After School 90. Um, and it just focuses on Black people in New York or the nation itself and the culture. So, so definitely tap into that and that's it yeah shout out to you for doing this podcast thank keeping you, thank it going you. appreciate you definitely and um as always guys everything versus mike history related can be found at versus mike you guys can sign up for the members only subscription tier for five dollars a month for an archive of interviews that i have you can find the twitter uh find the podcast on twitter at vs mike history and on instagram and the fan base app at Versus Mike History. And I will see you beautiful Black people at the next episode. Peace.